Teachers, happy new year. It's actually New Year's Eve, Friday, December 31st. We embark upon 2022, and I got great news for you. You're still a seminary teacher or institute teacher. Congratulations. You made it to the end of the year, and you're going to start a new year, and it's going to be great. How are you? I'm Brother Lawson, and this is the thing that we do on Fridays, and I'm here with my good buddy, whose voice has changed significantly, it's gone up a couple octaves, Brother Eric Wing. You sound like you're feeling better, Brother Wing. Oh, yeah. You know, you kind of clear the December ravages, and I'm just ready for 2022 now. Just taking and, President and, Nelson's advice to get rid of the debris. You yeah. Know yeah. <laughs> and I can speak loudly and clearly in 2022. Oh, man. Well, 2022 is going to be a great year. We're studying the Old Testament, which sparks a roller coaster of emotions within the minds and hearts of seminary teachers everywhere. I think uh, I think people are excited and nervous and maybe cautiously optimistic, and some may be dreading it, like, oh, my gosh, I've never read the whole Old Testament in my life. Well, guess what, teachers? You're about to, and it's going to no matter how you feel about it, it's coming. And so hopefully what Brother Wing and I share with you uh, today and throughout this semester is going to help you along as you're, uh, as you're helping your students develop and deepen their testimonies of the restored gospel of Jesus Christ using as a tool the Old Testament. So uh, let's just, let's, let's talk right out of the gate. Many teachers are starting uh, next week, they're starting on on January fourth for some of them. Uh, some are not starting till January tenth, and so this this podcast, this Facebook video is gonna we're gonna try to encompass all of that and help all of you wherever you're wherever you're you're starting at. So, brother Wing, what would be some uh, counsel you'd give our our teachers who are starting next week? How they yeah, so. Yeah. So if you're starting on, everybody's kind of starting different, you know, and if you're starting on Tuesday, uh, January 4th, then you would want to, you know, you want to start with that intro to the Old Testament lesson. And there's a, there's a lesson in there in the teacher manual that will kind of guide you a kind of a quick, simple way to do that is to take pictures um, or artists renditions of Old Testament stories and then just display them <clears throat> And then talk about how Christ is in those stories in some way, you know, um, whether it's David and Goliath or Joseph in Egypt, the serpent on the staff, Noah's Ark, even the Tower of Babel. You know, you would have elements there where you can see that Christ is there um, and there's, there's a message of what to do or what not to do um, and how to turn to Christ or, or consequences of not turning to him. Um, that are in there. And uh, one little scripture idea that might be useful to you is to use the a New Testament passage. So 2 Corinthians chapter 13, sorry, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 14 through 16. So 2 Corinthians 3, 14 to 16. And in um, and there, Paul says, you know, but their minds were blinded for until this day remaineth the same veil untaken away in the reading of the Old Testament. And so they, there's this veil that causes them to not be able to understand the Old Testament. Um, and he says, which veil is done away in Christ. So as we read the Old Testament uh, with the focus and emphasis on Christ, we are going to understand it better. 
Um, yeah. And then so he and he, and he makes that point uh, in there. So as, as we turn our heart to Christ, we're going to understand scripture better. So that's like a little show them that reference in Second Corinthians, then have them go into various stories in the Old Testament. Um, and that would that would probably lead to a pretty fun discussion on how these stories uh, symbolize and witness of Christ. I like that. I, I kind of have a similar idea that goes along with that. You know, all throughout the Old Testament, you're going to want to not do what the Pharisees did. And that was uh, have their minds veiled from the uh, from what who the Old Testament is about, which it's about the Savior, Jehovah. Uh, you want the you want the Savior to appear clearly to your students throughout the Old Testament. And so I really like that idea of getting all those those pictures together if you have one of those gospel art kits, you know, and you can grab those, uh, those pictures, let the kids look at them for a little bit and, and they'll, they'll recognize some of them, some of them they won't, but just have them pick their favorite picture that depicts one of their favorite stories in, uh, in the old Testament. And then what I might do, I might have them read right from Moses one, where the Lord is, is visiting with Moses and he tells him in verse six, he says, uh, Moses, thou art in similitude of mine only begotten. In other words, uh, Moses, you're in, you are just like, you're just like Jesus Christ. And you might talk a little bit about, well, how in the world is Moses like Jesus Christ? What, what are some of the things? Well, he, he was miraculously saved. Remember when his mom uh, put him in a, uh, put him in an ark and floated him down the river and he led Israel out of captivity. He gave the law. There's all these ways that Moses is like Christ. Then you could challenge your students, kind of like what Brother Wing was saying, and say, and say, well, this picture, this picture that you chose of one of your favorite Old Testament stories is a story that will help remind us of Christ. How does this story, how does this uh, event that you have symbolized here in this picture, how does that remind us of Christ? And then you might be able to take it a next step forward uh, because all prophets are types or, or reminders of Christ. And anyone with a testimony of Jesus Christ as a prophet, you might have the class talk about how they themselves or maybe students, other students they know in the class are symbols of Jesus Christ or remind them of, of Jesus Christ with some, uh, some of the attributes or characteristics or actions that they've been involved in. That might be kind of a, a cool way to start off the uh, the seminary year thinking about the savior in that way. Yeah. You know, the Moses we're, we'll be talking about the book of Moses, you know, and so in Moses six uh, verse 63 is where it says all things have their likeness and all things are created and made to bear record of me, both things which are temporal and things which are spiritual and, and so forth. So that's another great uh, reference possibly to use in connection with this intro lesson. I think that'll be just an overarching thing, teachers, that will be a a skill that you'll develop and uh, you'll want to be really intentional about is is how are we seeing the Savior in uh, in whatever block of the Old Testament we're we're studying that particular day. You never want to go a a whole day of of teaching without uh, seeing clearly where the Savior is in, in that story. So excellent. Where we go next from there? That's the first day. We only have uh, about 80 or 90 more days left. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So that's, that could be Tuesday. If you're starting on Tuesday, if you're starting on Wednesday, 
um, then you could do that for half the lesson. And, um, and then the other half, you could kind of introduce or reintroduce uh, in-class scripture study. Um, and you could practice again with Moses chapter one. So if you did, if you taught the intro lesson on Tuesday, you could just maybe pick up from the, this week's content for that week, you know, the Moses chapter one uh, that they would otherwise miss in a seminary setting. And so you could teach that on Wednesday uh, and do a little lesson on Moses one. And then by the way, just to kind of get the flow of it, you could do uh, Moses two with Genesis one and Abraham four on Thursday and Moses three with Genesis two and Abraham five on Friday. And that's, if you're, if you're starting this week, that's, that's what you got uh, there. So let's talk about, maybe we talk about ideas for Moses one, if you want to review that. Yeah, absolutely. So I think uh, Moses one, talk about an amazing spiritual experience uh, that Moses had that where he's able to, you know, and it's hard to pinpoint exactly when this happened. I don't know. Maybe you have a better idea, brother. I don't know if this is like, uh, if this is before the burning bush or after the burning bush or part of the burning bush story, it's hard to, to line up for me, at least where Moses one chronologically takes place. Um, but, but I love this experience that, that Moses has where he's able to see all of God's creations, like everything. And, you know, I've even had students kind of wave because Moses saw them. He saw all of all, you know, and so I know it's silly, but uh, he saw all of, he saw the beginning to the end, man, how would that change somebody to, to see all that? Um, and, and then Moses also saw Satan, Satan showed up immediately after had, he had this, this amazing experience. Luckily he was able to easily determine that, that Satan wasn't a guy that he was going to hang out with because of the experience that he'd had with, with uh with jehovah and then uh so he booted him and then we get even even more revelation because moses chose to to boot satan out so i think that kind of is a a big summary of of moses one but i think one of the overarching principles of of moses one is hey you are a child of god you are you're a person with um with a divine inheritance and you have, you literally are a child, a child of God. And because of that, that's going to help you. Uh, if, if we know that's true, that's going to, to drive our purpose, our actions. It's when we forget that we're children of God is when, uh, is when the wheels start to come off, so to speak. So, so what difference, maybe uh, a great thing to do is to discuss with, uh, with your students, what difference did it make for Moses uh, to know that he was a child of God? What actions did he engage in? What actions did he avoid? Because he knew he was a, a son of God. Uh, and, and then bring that to the me here and now. What are some things that we can uh, make sure that we do and make sure that we avoid because we know uh, who we are and, and where we're headed? Yeah, that that really is good. And, you know, that kind of shows why this might be a good chapter to use, even though it's from the prior week's content, you know, to kind of get the flow of everything, but to establish that foundation for the students, especially as you're starting to read the Old Testament, that's a, that's a great one. And it's also a great place to kind of use as an example for scripture feasting or in-class scripture study, 
Um, some of you teachers are new to this. You just got called, you know, and you're trying this out. Some of, in some cases, your students are familiar with it, but you're not. Um, and in other cases, you're kind of trying to help your students to understand this better and, and use this at a higher level. So uh, Moses one is great because it's like, hey, look, we come here to seminary and we're going to learn how to study the scriptures. You, student, can connect directly with God in your scripture study and you can learn things directly from the scriptures. And we're going to show you how to do this in seminary. You're going to practice doing this every day. And let's let's study about a guy who did that very thing. He mm -hmm. learned directly from God. Right. And he and he learned things about himself and he learned things about God right here. And so let's read Moses one for a few minutes and just see what Moses learned about God and what he learned about himself. And that's a that to me would be a quick, simple, uh, effective way to introduce scripture feasting, uh, but also to set up their study of Moses chapter one. And it's yeah. pretty amazing what's in Moses one. Oh yeah. It's going to be a smorgasbord with that bookmark. When those students, whatever question they choose on that bookmark as they go through and study, they're going to find an answer in Moses one to, to one of those questions. That's that's Moses one is one of those. I mean, if there was any way that you could spend even more than one day on it, that would be remarkable because uh, there's lots of answers and lots of questions that hopefully your students will ask as a result of, of reading Moses one. It's a great one for your, for scripture study. So make sure you engage those kids and those, uh, your students in those, with those questions on the bookmark or ones that you come up with yourself that are really good. So mm -hmm. excellent. Anything else with, with Moses one? No, I think, uh, let's go to Moses two Genesis one. Yes. You know, the <clears throat> I was just thinking about Genesis 1 just uh, just the other day when I was talking to a friend who's not a member of the church and they were talking about um, how, you know, they were saying, well, you get the classic, well, don't you guys believe in, in multiple gods? And that's always kind of fun to try to, uh, to explain and and so I was trying to explain that we believe that, that Jesus was a God in the uh, pre-mortal life. His name was Jehovah. And we believe that Heavenly Father was Jesus's dad in the pre-mortal life. And he's, a, he's different. And he's like, it just, I don't know where it ever even says anything like that in the Bible. I said, well, you'd have to read at least 26 verses into the Bible to, to get that. And he's like, what? And so Genesis, Genesis 1, 26, just, I think should just be so perplexing to the minds and hearts of, of so many of our Christian friends when it says, let us make man in our own image. Who is this us that, uh, that God is referring to here? So that's one of the, the great parts of the revelations of the restoration is that we, we learn that that the savior Jesus Christ was involved in the creation of, of the earth along mm -hmm. with his father. So, yeah. Yeah. It's quite impressive. I want one interesting way to kind of like introduce this and the, and all the various creation accounts that we have um, is to ask the questions who, when, how, and why mm. of the creation, you know, and then talk about, you know, which of these, is the Lord focused on in revealing this content uh, to us, the who, when, how, and why 
you know, which, which questions do you really need answers to, which ones are just more interesting, but not essential, you know, and which ones is the Lord focused on. And obviously the who and the why you see come out in this and that, it, that might guide our study as well and help answer some of the things that we don't, that aren't revealed here, or even some discrepancies within the creation accounts, but the who and the why is the focus and that's what matters. And the when and the how is clearly less important to us right now. Right. That's just good, fun speculation, which probably doesn't need to take place in seminary. I like having uh, our students focus on, on who was the create, who was the earth created for and why was it created? I think that they'll clearly see in Genesis one, that one of the main reasons why the earth was created was so that men and women could get married. That might blow their minds a little bit. I know we always say, you know, why, why did God create earth? So it was so we could come here and get a body and be tested, but it was also so that we could come to a place and make covenants like the new and everlasting covenant of marriage. So I think another good reference for that is Doctrine and Covenants 49. What is that? 16, 49. 15 and 16. Yeah. yeah. So the, the purpose that, I mean, if, if there were no temples on the earth, there would never have been, the earth never would have been created, right? So uh, if there were no covenants, then there's, there would be no purpose for us to, to come to earth. And so I think that will be an important thing to, to point out to, your, to students is that, look, right off the bat, we're learning about the, the purpose of the creation. One was so that Adam and Eve could get married and have kids. So that's just... That might not be the most popular uh, doctrine of the day today, but that's what it is. Right? So that's, that's why we're here. Yeah. And you see it in these foundational chapters, you know, right there at the beginning of the Bible and Moses yeah. helps us to understand it. And uh, yeah, you know, when on our bookmark with the scripture feasting, um, it had one of those questions is, you know, what questions do I have? about the text. And that, that to me is a good one to, to start with and let the students read Moses two, or if you're teaching that teaching Moses three on Friday, you know, like let them look, walk through there and say, what questions do you have about the text here? And that might be a scary thing for a teacher <laughs> to be like, you're asking for <laughs> questions, but if they really study, <clears throat> you know, they're going to see a lot of things. You're going to see a lot of things as teachers mm -hmm. that questions that you have Sure. And that's all, that's all great and all good. And there's nothing wrong with a student asking a question that you as the teacher don't know the answer to, you know, mm -hmm. um, you just, now you have a chance to model how to go about finding answers and clarifying questions and, and what questions need to be answered in order to get an answer to that question, that really good question that you have. You know, these are all things that you can like talk to the students about as you model really good scripture study and having questions that you don't have answers to that's a that's a great way to start off and and help them under help them go about and um, getting those so moses 2 and moses 3 there's a lot there that we're all going to have questions about and if you get that inquiring mind going that's going to hook us up for the rest of the semester you know a great uh one of the skills that your students could implement that would be great in moses 2 and genesis 1 is the the scripture study skill of defining difficult words, even words like uh, replenish. That's a good, that's a good word to look up. You might be surprised that that's one that there's a whole bunch of words that sometimes we think we know the meaning of. But then when we, when we look it up, we're like, Oh, that's, that's interesting. Right. The word dominion 
might be interesting uh, for your students when the when this Moses two talks about uh, the Lord gave us dominion over the flat the the beasts of the field and fishes, but then he says over all the earth. What does that mean to have dominion over all the earth? So sometimes uh, is difficult for for all of us and our students included to have dominion over things, to having, having dominion over a cell phone or dominion over social media or dominion, meaning am I in control over this? The Lord has, has authorized me to be in control, but is it having dominion over me or am I, do I have dominion over it? Uh, just different. I think that's defining those difficult words. Uh, the word replenish means to fill, right? Um, and so I think defining some of those difficult words might be interesting uh, for your students and they might learn some, some things they didn't know. And you might learn some things you didn't know before either. So that's good. That's an excellent suggestion. Yeah, awesome. All right, so then we got, we got Moses 3 as well. Is that right? Right. <clears throat> Moses 3, Genesis 2. Um, oh, can I go to the end of it? I'm going to go to yeah, the end of it. Also. Go to the end. Yeah. There's, um, I just think it'd be cool to give some fill in the blanks on this. And so you could quote elder, then elder Nelson, who said all the purposes of the world and all that was in the world would be brought to naught without blank. And then, you know, just kind of let the students guess about what the, what the, what the word is that he used there. And president Hinckley also said, blank is God's supreme creation. And it's the same word. Pizza, it's not. That's missing here. Not. And, it's, and then you can say, look, why don't you read Moses 3, 21 to 24, and see if you can figure out what the missing word is in both of these quotes. Is it a woman? It is. Oh, man. <laughs> You are correct. And then we can talk about that. And so it's possible you could just start with that, like start yeah. your lesson with that and then say, why don't you like, let's now go back to the beginning of Moses three and take out your bookmark, you know, find a question or a skill and just start reading and see if you can kind of lead up to this supreme creation and what happens here. And what do you learn from all of that? That might be a way to set up Friday's study. That's excellent. I like that. So talking about the, um, the creation of, of man, and the, I think it's going to be important to, to, to really discuss the conditions of the Garden of Eden, because you're going to have a lesson on the fall coming up. Uh, and so talk about what life was really like for Adam and Eve in the, in the Garden of Eden. They'll, it's so clearly taught in Moses 3. So really give your two students the opportunity to, to, to read and feast on those words in Moses chapter three, because those, those are going to, um, that chapter I think is going to set up for the rest of the pro great price, the rest of, of, um, Moses chapter three or the rest of the book of the rest of the book of Moses. All right, teachers, brother wings, uh, little baby Cooper is throwing a fit. And so he gets to go take care of him, but that's, that's where we're at. I, I think, uh, your students are going to have a great week this week as you give them time to study and learn from the scriptures. Remember, you're going to be learning so many things this Old Testament year for the first time, right? 
your job is not to tell your students everything you've learned. All right. Your job is to help them learn for themselves. Right. Don't tell them all the stuff that you've learned. Give them the opportunity to, to learn some things for, for themselves. And, and that's what it means to be focused on, on the learner. So uh, teachers, we love your guts, everybody. Oh, Brother Wing's back. Has, has everyone seen Cooper? Do you want to? Oh, he can't. His earphones aren't in. And so he can't show them. But, uh, but we love your guts, everybody. We want you to stay righteous. Brother Wing, show everybody your baby for us. And he would unmute, but the baby's crying. It looks like, oh, he's got more hair than me. Oh, so look at that. He knows, even Cooper knows that you can teach the Old Testament this year. All right, everybody, stay righteous. We'll talk to you later.